Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. So while we're on the subject of the intestines, if you listened to the last episode, in this uh, episode, let's talk about the bowel movements. Poop. This is a very interesting subject. Some people don't like to talk about it, but it's actually very informative. Our, our stool, our, our bowel movements, it actually, they say something about how the condition or the state of our digestive system and of our, our intestinal health, right? So uh, sometimes it's kind of like, you. how would you know if you have inflammation in your intestines if you're not bloated? Or even if you are bloated, you might not even realize that you're bloated because you're just bloated all the time. You just kind of think a little bit of bloating is normal. But here's a really interesting thing. In Chinese medicine, in, in functional medicine, we definitely ask questions about the bowel movements because uh, it's a very, uh, basically an area that gives us a lot of information. So you could have different types of, of bowel movements uh, and I'll kind of go touch on some, some of these things and what they could mean. Uh, and so then with that information, you know that you have to modify certain things in your diet, right? So. One of the things that could happen, uh, let's say, a, a good stool, a good bowel movement would actually look like it would be well formed and it would be easy to pass and you wouldn't need a lot of toilet paper. You would actually just need to wipe once just to verify, <laughs> basically, and then it would be fine like because it's not sticky, right? And it's easy to pass, it means it has enough like fiber, uh, enough uh, fluids, liquid in there that it would be easy for the intestines to actually push it on through, right? Uh, once it gets to be very thin or sticky uh, or pebbles, there are different kinds of situations that could be going on. So for example, uh, pebbles, like little, little pebbly type bowel movements, those tend to be related more towards uh, stress. Like somebody who's really stressed, chronically stressed, etc would have a little bit more dehydration going on and it would create this kind of a stool uh, to some regard. I'm not saying that's always 100% the case, but this is kind of like the tendency that you see. So what you have to do is actually just ease the body and let the body go into a little bit more rest and digest mode, sit down, have your meal. During the period when you're eating, it's a rest and digest period of time so uh, it's important to not be on the go and eat at the same time because you're not letting your body actually do its thing to to digest properly and, and get all the nutrients so if you're always on the go it's a bit of a stress mode when you should be digesting food and resting even if that's 20 minutes 30 minutes actually taking the time to do that is important for the nutrient absorption etc so that, those would be the little pebbles, right? Uh, they're usually not as moist, like they're a little bit harder, they tend to be. So then we've got uh, like something I like to describe it as baby snakes, but they're basically, it's like a very thin uh, stool. And what that is indicative of is inflammation in the, possibly the large intestine, right? But somewhere in the intestines, you have some inflammation. So when the actual bowel movement comes out, it's a very thin, uh, and it's just pressing that out. So that's one indication to you, if you know you have thin bowel movements, then something that you're eating is creating that inflammation. It's always a fantastic thing to look and be like, oh, what did I eat today? What did I eat yesterday that could be creating this? And so, uh, you know, you kind of have to do a little bit of detective work and troubleshoot, take things out of your diet, put them back in, observe and see what happens. Another one would be uh, where the bowel movement is very sticky, which would mean that you would need a lot of toilet paper. 
and so that would also be an indication of some sort of inflammation, irritation in the digestive tract, in the gut, in the gut lining. Uh, that's just not ideal for the body and so uh, it will create that sort of a sticky substance right you could of course have loose stools uh, loose bowel movements you could have a sort of mucus or bile in the in the stool this mucusy thing it could be a problem with the gallbladder usually you'll see it with very light colored stools where the person has actually a gallbladder problem and is unable to properly digest fats and so this can come out through the stool. Unless, of course, you're on an actual diet pill. Uh, and of course, I don't recommend those. But those diet pills will make you uh, not absorb fat. And then it just comes out right on through. But just looking at regular organ function, if you have a very light colored stool, you have phlegm in the stool, or you have, um, you know, kind of like, yeah, mucusy type stuff, you could think, you could consider that possibly there's a gallbladder issue that needs to get handled. Just make sure to smooth out the gallbladder in some regard so that you're able to digest fats properly. Uh, so then, like I said, you know, what we want is a, a bowel movement where it's, you know, easy to pass, not a lot of toilet paper, and it's well-formed, right? And so that would be uh, an indication of like a very good condition of the, of the intestinal lining. So like I said, these are things that are related to food that people have no idea because people are just used to whatever they're used to, right? And nobody's really talking about their poop, comparing their poop with other people. So how do you know if your poop is not normal, right? Well, I mean, I'm just giving you some information so then you can think with that. Because what we're getting back to is, remember the importance of digestive health, the importance of maintaining the lining of your intestines in a very good state. It's 80% of your immune system is there. The, your ability to actually digest, break down nutrients, absorb them, protect yourself from uh, bacteria that unwanted bacteria or viruses or parasites, uh, you know, maintaining the barrier correctly so things don't go into your blood that shouldn't be there, etc. It all depends on the health of your, of your digestive tract, of your intestinal lining, right? And so the stool is a fantastic area to just take a look at and remember, if it's sticky, if you have very thin sort of baby snake poops or you have uh, just like very sticky poops or, um, you know, these kinds of things, it's like there's some irritation going on from some food that you're eating. And if you absolutely have no idea, then there's, a, there's basically a process that's called uh, elimination provocation. And in this, you would take the more, most usual subs, suspects and you could either take them out one at a time or all of them together. Like for example, uh, sugar and wheat, right? Like pasta, breads, um, flour tortillas, etc. Uh, pizza crusts, things like that, donuts. You take that stuff out, wheat. Uh, sometimes dairy, you have to take that out. Uh, and for some people, other grains like corn, etc. So you, you have to take some, these things out and then you wait a period of two to, two to four weeks once you start to see that you have a good bowel movement where it's the way I mentioned it, easy to pass, not a lot of toilet paper, well-formed, then you're like, okay, this is getting into a rhythm. Now let's introduce something back. So you introduce, let's say wheat and you introduce that for the next few days. And you're just like, yeah, this feels great. I'm not bloated. Bowel movements seem regular and same sort of form. Great. So then you go and introduce another food. But if you introduce that first one, which is wheat, and then boom, you suddenly notice you're tired, bloated, or your bowel movements gets re get really sticky or loose or something goes off, and you're like, oh, my body's actually reacting to that, and I had no idea. 
So that's just giving you some information. And the same thing you would do with other foods down the line. And it's best to introduce one back in at a time so you could really take a look and see what that food is doing to your digestive tract. And the places to look are those places like bloating, tiredness, and the bowel movements, the quality of the bowel movements, right? And then with constipation, that could come also from either food allergies, like a problem digesting foods. Sometimes it can come from synthetic supplements, like for example, iron supplements. Synthetic iron supplements are known to uh, create constipation and your body's not actually able to absorb that nutrient correctly. So it just kind of sticks in the bowel and creates a very hard stool. Uh, another thing is simply being dehydrated. You know, being dehydrated, would, you need water to float the boat, you know? So it's, just, it's one of those, the first thing I would ever do with somebody who has constipation is well, ask them how much water they're drinking, find out whether or not they even have fiber in their diet, right? And these two things usually do the trick. Uh, if the person's really stressed out, we might have to handle that as well. Uh, but those are like the f- most common things we have to think with. And it all goes back to, it's not just like, oh, that's great. Look at my stools are really pretty. No, the whole point here is we're actually looking at what is the condition of my digestive tract? What is the condition of my intestines? Because I know I have to keep that well for my overall health to be well. And once that goes off, I know that I'm irritating my immune system, my digestive tract, my ability to absorb nutrients, etc. And that might not affect me on the short term, but down the line, it will you know, once the body can't compensate as well, it will have to figure something out there. So, you know, I just want to give you this information because I think we don't talk about it enough. And when I first bring it up with someone, they start to kind of, you know, get embarrassed. It's not a common conversation, obviously, right? But in the natural health world, it is an important piece of information that we all have at our disposal every day, you know, that we can actually see. And of course, if you're not having a bowel movement daily, then that's also uh, something that would be considered more of a sluggish uh, transit time in your intestines. Oh, you know, this is one interesting thing that uh, you could do also to figure out. There's something called bowel transit time, which is basically how much time does it take uh, for something to go from your mouth, like a food, to go from your mouth all the way down to the toilet, right? How much, what's the transit time of the bowels? And a way to do this is that you could actually eat a beet, which is very red, and you could figure out just, let's say you're like, okay, I'm gonna eat the beet at noon. Uh, So then I'm gonna eat beets at noon, or a beet at noon, and then I'm gonna see, you know, when it comes out the other end, because usually you'll have that color stool, it it paints it a little bit red, uh, you know, and so then you'll be like, oh, okay, that was 12 hours, or that was 24 hours, or whatever. And that gives you an, an idea of how fast or sluggish your digestive system is uh, in order to actually process nutrients all the way. And of course, the last thing I would mention is if you actually have undigested food in the stool, sometimes you'll have pieces of vegetables, like complete vegetables or something like that in the stool, then your body is unable to actually break that down uh, because it's, it might be missing digestive enzymes to actually break that down or stomach acid. So there are certain foods, like for example, kale, that is very difficult to break down. And it's, it's much, a much better idea to actually break it down, like with lemon juice or vinegar before you consume it to just break the cellulose that comes around it. And then once you break it down, let it settle for a few hours, then you consume it and you'll get the maximum nutrition that way. But regardless, uh, you know, 
If you have the undigested food in the stools, then that would be an indication that you probably need some more digestive enzymes or possibly strengthen your stomach acid. And it would probably be a better idea to blanch your vegetables and like not eat them raw because your body isn't able to actually break them down from raw. And just get them slightly cooked a little bit, but not so cooked that you're killing off all the nutrients. And that will just help your digestive system so you don't feel uh, bloated or weighed down whenever you're eating raw things. So that's just more of an indication of the, a weakness in the, in the quantity or quality of enzymes in your digestive tract, right? In order to break this stuff down. All right, so hopefully that was helpful for you. Um, and yeah, that's why I think that's all I want to mention this time around regarding bowel movements, things to think with and uh, kind of a little bit how to troubleshoot. We've got digestive enzymes and, you know, make sure to have, be properly hydrated, check for food allergens. Most common culprits would be wheat, corn, um, dairy products, sugar absolutely causes a lot of inflammation, inflammation in the digestive tract and other grains potentially. Uh, it's different for every person. You just kind of have to troubleshoot there. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully that was helpful for you and I will see you on the flip side.